is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, do you want to hear about my life right now? Your life, Even the- <laughs> your life is awesome right now. <laughs> Even though you already know kind of about my life. So... <laughs> We don't really talk about our, our personal lives too much on here, but we talk about me, my puppy who is currently sitting in my lap right now. We do talk about your puppy because your puppy's awesome. It is, and if Has you follow go, me on Instagram, that's all I'm posting now. That's like all that's going on with me. His puppy pictures. Yeah. What else? What else should I post? You want to? You want to see this face? You want to see my face? No. <laughs> uh. So yeah, you know, I've I've said something before about. Yeah, I, I got my master's over these past like three years in a, a career field outside of sports and um, covering the Mavericks, you know, it's just like a part time thing for me, a passion. I love it and uh, kind of satisfies my sports passion. But my like career passion is uh, ministry stuff, church stuff and all this stuff. And you know, I've been in the, the job hunt right now. Just uh, looking for a perfect fit, and it's really funny because I've been listening to these podcasts over the past couple of days, getting caught up on the like Woj's and talk, and seeing like, you know, the one with Gordon Hayward, and then listening to the JJ Redick one, even though it yeah. wasn't Woj, but like, and they were talking about just like free agency and family and fit and all this stuff, and like right now I'm at this spot now in like my personal life to where I have like two positions and two posi- and two companies are like coming, like I've met with two companies. And there's some money on the table. And it's been like crazy because like one of them said, like, here's this, here's this amount. And then like I'm like, okay, well, and it's playing this game. And it's like, it's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird because like, and I kid with my wife and some friends. I'm like, it's like a, it's like this is like the miniature version of free agency to where like I tell the first job, you know, it's like a little bit lower salary than what I was shooting for. And I tell the first show, I'm like, all right, well, I'm meeting with this other company like in two days. And I know kind of what they're shooting at like money wise. <laughs> and then so like literally I get like a, an email like this morning saying, all right, we've upped our offer on this. Dang. And it's like, OK, well, that's a little bit, but I'm still going to meet with this company. And it's just like this back and forth in this whole like thing. And I'm like. Holy crap! Like it's stressing me out, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but I don't. I mean, I don't have millions of dollars, but um, it just reminded me. I'm thinking, sitting there thinking about it. here I am going throughout each day, and I'm listening to like Gordon Hayward and George JJ Redick, and and even what like Nerlens is thinking about now on a more magnified scale of like what you know fit in like money and millions. We're talking like a few thousand dollars for me, <laughs> and, and these guys are talking like millions, millions. and moving across the country and. It's just, I don't know. It was just another perspective thing for me. And there's so much that goes into it, like fit. And will you sacrifice money for a job that you think is a better fit and something that you like more? And I don't know. It's just a a learning process for me. And I just, I don't know. It just made me think. It made me think about the Nerland situation again and just how much goes into it's just not like money. And this is kind of where I'm, yeah. So, like, I don't know. That's just something interesting that I'm going through right now that I'm freaked out about, but I'm excited about at the same time. I hope that all the people that say that Nerlens should take less to stay with the Mavericks are in a situation like that where they are where they are able to take less. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> you know, like I just hope all those people are in that type of situation before they just quick rush to judge and be like, "How dare he?" You know, try to blah blah blah, and he should take less. And, it's interesting that you bring up Noel because an hour ago, we're recording this on Wednesday. It's about 10, 14 right now. He posted on Instagram an hour ago a video of him working out. said, I'm 23, working out you know, by myself, blah, 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 with the hashtag Jordan year. 
and the hashtag I'd bet on myself. Mm. Do we read into that too much? Will should we? Probably not. Will we? I'd, yes. I'd bet on myself. I'd bet on myself. What does that say to you? Oh, it says uh, to me instantly. It says I'll take the qualifying offer. Don't mess with me. I'll take it. I'll bet on myself. Jeez. Because that's you know that's what Dallas does not want. Obviously, no. Definitely does not want him to take the qualifying offer because well, I, actually l- let me backtrack that. I don't know if I want him to take the qualifying offer if I'm Dallas. I I would. Th- no, I, might, I do not. I might think about it though because there are and Alex Kennedy of Hoops Hype tweeted this out. The list of players that will be free agents next year is insane, and some of these are. Yeah, I mean that's these, what I, some of these will get extensions and stuff, but just it's literally every good player in the NBA. Durant, LeBron, Westbrook, Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins, Chris Paul, Isaiah Thomas, Carmelo Anthony, DeAndre Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Avery Bradley, Brooke Lopez, Marcus Aldridge, Wiggins, Favors, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Gary Harris, J.J. Redick, Jabari Parker, Nurkic, Marcus Smart, Rodney Hood, Clint Capella. There's just so many names. Wes Matthews. Just going through all these names of guys. And like that is a ton. And there's not going to be a ton of cap space left. You know, in the NBA, and you know, you think a couple of those guys would go before Nerlens, like definitely uh, Demarcus Cousins, probably DeAndre Jordan, Joel Embiid. Probably he'll probably go back to Philadelphia. That'll be an interesting situation there. But there's yeah. just, there's other guys though that are going to take that that free agent money that's out there before Noel would. Well, yeah. You know, so like you know, I had a piece that came out last week talking about top ten free agents of next year, potential ones. So. I went through this whole list that Kennedy, you know, put out today and you know, a lot of these and it's not as loaded, but you can almost do this do, do the same thing going into every single summer because I mean, you can pretty much just cut this list in half because these are potential free agents. Sure. A lot of these guys have player options. You know, like we said DeAndre Jordan, but he has a player option for that last year. He's going to probably pick it, you know, he could pick it up. So, like, a lot of these guys could pick up their player options. A lot of these guys are going to get extensions, like Jokic, you know, somebody like that, probably Embiid, probably Andrew Wiggins, probably a Jabari Parker, you know, like some of these guys. So, like, a bunch of these names are just going to go straight off the board. The unrestricted list, that gets much, much shorter. But, But, yeah, so, but it still cuts into money, though. You know, extensions cut into money, and... You know, player options obviously cut into money, and that's the point you're making with that is with Nerlens. But like, no, I like I don't I don't want him to take the qualifying offer because one, it would be beneficial to take the qualified offer if we were at the beginning of free agency, because then you're at a then you're at a cheap number and you got a lot of money to work with, and you could you know maybe go add another piece. Yeah, with Nerlens being on this like cheaper number. Well, now we're at like towards the end of free agency. There ain't, there ain't Jack out there hardly. You know, like it wouldn't yeah. be worth to go. You know, nothing like big spending. And then second, if you're reaching if you're reaching a point to where him taking a qualified offer, well, guess he's not too thrilled with the organization. <laughs> so like the chances yeah. of I mean he's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. So the chances of him hitting the market next year and saying see you later. Because y'all didn't want to pay me last summer, now I can leave him my own free will, and say, so, "Yeah, I, I." That's the last thing I want is a qualifying offer. Yeah, not not the most ideal situation, and I mean he has injury history too, so he might just take take the years, you know, like just take the years. And there are some people out there, and some fans that are that say, even if we sign him for like fifteen to eighteen, I might be nervous about that because that contract could look really bad if his knees or you know something give out on him. And, and it, you know, I texted you. About. I texted you yesterday, and I, I was saying, you know, obviously I wasn't on the pod last night. Which great podcast with Edgar. That was that was awesome. I listened to it like seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> but uh, but yes, but like we were texting about this. Uh, I guess it was yesterday. And you know, a lot of people are on Twitter saying, "Okay, there's no other teams out there. There's no teams that can even throw any type of big money at Nerlens." That is not true. Yeah. Like Phoenix is sitting right there. We've we've said it on the pod before, saying, "Watch out for Phoenix. They're a dark horse." You know, all this stuff. We don't think they will because a lot of reports coming out of Phoenix are saying, "Hey, they just want to hold on to their cap space." 
see what they can do in like trades and stuff. But all they have to do, like Alex Lynn has a cap hit of twelve million. All they have to do is renounce his rights, and they have nineteen to twenty million right there that they could throw directly at Nerlens. Then the added bonus on top of that, I wouldn't say bonus, but Brandon Knight just tore his ACL. Well, with Brandon Knight, if you're over the cap, they can apply for the disabled player exception, which is around like $7 million for Knight. So if you did bring in Nerlens right at that cap number, you go over the cap a little bit, then you can apply for the exception, which is around $7 million that you couldn't get prior to that. So little back and forth, but I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think Phoenix will do it, but they are a dark horse, and it's still a possibility still out there and he's probably just hoping and sitting there and praying for it so all right what we're going to do today uh because nerlands has still not signed and still something that has not happened yet is <laughs> we are going to be uh talking about we're going to be going forward and we're going to be talking about dirk Nowitzki. we're going to be talking about just the season that he had we're also going to be talking about solemn measury and uh and your boy dwight powell and we're just going to be talking about the ex- did they meet expectations from this year? Did they improve memorable yeah. moments? Kind of a season review for these three guys. So let's start out with let's start out with Dwight Powell. Oh my god. The expectations around Dwight Powell are interesting because he signed that deal and it's about nine and a half million per season. And it seemed kind of like it seemed like one of those deals that said that we just said, "All right, well that's just where contracts are going and that's just where the NBA is going and this deal will look fine, you know." in the future, but right now it, it is the future. <laughs> it doesn't look as good as, you know, we thought it might. Yeah. I mean, that's an understatement. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, the, being, being the, optimistic about it. I mean, this segment, you know, here's the thing. Not only was it a four year, $37 million deal. He got a player option. Yeah. He got a player option for that last, like, what leverage did he have at all? Like, who were we even bidding against? It's it's almost and, exactly like the Ron Baker deal from this year. <laughs> you know, like less money. I take Ron Baker. Well, less money, but you you get the player option, and you're just going, why, why did he? Why did Ron Baker get a player option? <laughs> it's like same reason Dwight Powell got one. I don't know. It, it doesn't really make sense to me. Maybe they saw him as you know a guy that can improve, get better, but. And organization, organization, sometimes this organization, like the Mavericks seem to like attach themselves to guys and then just like ride or die with those guys. And the Cowboys kind of do some, the same thing a little bit. Unless you're lucky whitehead. Um, What a bad press conference. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was super bad, but like maybe there's a, maybe there's a sense of thinking of saying, Hey, we jacked up this Rondo trade so bad. We're really dedicated to making Dwight Powell actually turn out decent. To make the trade look somewhat decent. <laughs> yeah. And now it's it's looking worse. But no, I mean like okay, let me let me ask you this. What would you say? Because I obviously did a little uh digging on some PAL numbers. <laughs> and, oh uh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> what would you say would be PAL's uh biggest strength? Or like what would he add to the team? Uh his athleticism. Yeah, but like what what like statistical area would you say man that's what he would bring to the bench unit like this is what he would help out with what statistical area you would think it would be like offensive rebounds because ding 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 rebounds wow this is awesome you know what place on the team that he he finished in average rebounds sixth he was sixth (laughs) on the team in average rebounds which guards was he behind I don't. I didn't even write him down. But I'm just saying, six on the team. I'm pretty sure it was at four. Solid, solid number. Thanks for that nine million dollars a year. You know who? You know who averaged two point five more rebounds a game than him? Dirk. <laughs> Dirk's out here hobbling around, man, and he averaged two point five more rebounds a game than this super athletic. I can jump out of the gym, Dwight Powell. <sighs> Do you want me to keep on going with some numbers? Because I definitely have some numbers. Keep the going. Team was, keep going. The man. team was, the team was, okay. Let me say this: He had five did not plays. Five making yeah. nine D- million dollars. DPCDs, coach's decision. Yeah, yeah. He makes nine million dollars. So we just got to throw that out there. How many? Five we, should, the, we should go through and see which nine million dollar players got DNPCDs this year. 
<laughs> I've looked. I've I've compared similar contracts to like stat wise, but not DNCPs. But okay, he he also had sixteen games where he logged under ten minutes. Dang, sixteen games where he logged under ten minutes. Combine that with five, so that's what you know. Twenty one games that he either didn't play a single minute or played under ten minutes. Nine million dollars a year. Thanks for that. <laughs> the team the team was eleven and twenty four. All right. So at the beginning of the season, Powell played a little bit more. Before Dwight Powell logged his first game under ten minutes, the team was eleven and twenty four. Yikes. So in those in those first thirty five games, Powell was logging what played every single game and played more than ten minutes a game. And we went eleven and twenty four. Obviously, it's not all on Dwight Powell, but but if you can, if, but if you can steer a stat negatively yeah. speaking towards Dwight Powell, you will do it. But you know what? He worked on his three pointer, and you know he's gonna he's gonna be a better outside shooter this you know this past season. He finished the season shooting twenty eight percent. Thanks for that improvement. Okay, what do you think about his jump shot though? Because when you look at it, it doesn't look broken at all. It it looks solid, and he hits them. What in, it looks and he like, hits, and he hits them in practice. So I just think it's a mental thing. Sean Marion's out here draining him. So <laughs> Sean Marion, he's <laughs> chucking Dwight, it, chucking it. Dwight Powell's might look pretty, but not yeah. pretty. Not pretty. It just looks like okay. That looks like a jump shot. It doesn't look like you know Lonzo balls. <laughs> that's very true. So yeah, that's just some uh, yeah, just some little numbers I like to throw out there. But in theory, though, he he seems like he would be a really good small ball five. In theory, right. if he like if he did something well, yeah, that's just the idea. So, all right, his role going forward on this team, he's the he's the he's the third center, right? I got a I got a perfect role. Okay, go for it. So, have you ever been on a cruise before? I've not. What so what type cru- of life do you live? So <laughs> you got companies fighting for you. You got you're going on cruises. No, no, no. There's no companies <laughs> fighting for me. It's just, but like so when I was younger, <laughs> I went on a cruise. And you know what I thought the coolest part of the cruise was? When you walk in a cruise door, they the people who make the beds and stuff, they build these like towel sculptures. Like they'll oh, make a yeah, monkey yeah. out of a towel and stuff. That's Dwight Powell's role going forward for the Mavericks because he just sits on the bench and he just folds towels at the end of the bench. So he's going to make little, little creatures and like little monkeys and little different little animals like a dinosaur or something like that. That's his role going forward, Gosh. and he's going to get paid nine million dollars for it. That's mean. That's just completely mean. All right, we're moving on from Dwight Powell. <laughs> no, uh, no, wait. Do we have any moments? No. Well, it seemed like one out of three of those Mavs moment of the games from 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 the season were Dwight Powell dunks. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, like, here's another thing too. Like, he gets. He can jump out of the gym. And like people will throw, will try to throw him oops. And sometimes. you'd rather you'd rather him stay there. <laughs> no, no, no. If you can jump out of the gym, just go ahead and jump out of it and just run away. <laughs> so but mean. Like, if Dwight but, Powell ever listens to this podcast, we are screwed, man. He's gonna tell everybody. And just... Don't even. Stephen A. just went on Sports Center saying LeBron wants to punch Kyrie, <laughs> and he's so he's so full of crap. Like, <laughs> so dumb. Oh gosh. But no, like. You know, with Dwight Powell, like it's his hands too. Like it seems like there's so many times underneath the goal or like going for oops and stuff that you're like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be like a monster throw down dunk, and it just like goes to his hands or he loses it or something like that. And just like I said last pod, I want to be wrong. Please prove me wrong. Like I would love to be wrong with that. And Laker wants <laughs> Nick's dog right now. He likes Dwight Powell. I honestly think he needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I might pause the podcast right now. Can we do that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, look at him. He's just clawing at my face. All right, I'm going to pause the podcast, and you guys can hear from one of our sponsors. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. And we're back. Laker and I are back. He's, uh, you know, licking himself, so. <laughs> I bet he's licking himself. <laughs> All right, so we were moving on to solid measuring. Expectations coming into the year. I mean, he's a. I, I think Zala Measure is a very underrated, solid backup center. Yeah, I completely agree. And it kind of goes into. I tweeted this out the other day, and because I fall victim to this, I, I mean, I do. You see, you've seen it with Dwight Powell, and it's the same with Sala. How much does how much does a their contract factor into how you view them? Completely. And you know, with Sala, with this number, with his cap number, you know. It's, it's huge. I mean, I, I think he's a solid, like he's everything you ask for in a backup center. Yep. And, you know, he, this coming year was non-guaranteed. And then on the 12th, you know, became guaranteed at what, like 1.5 or 1.4 or something. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. So nothing for like, so like for his, I mean, almost, he is almost like the same as Hammond's like, <laughs> yeah. Have fun in Miami. And, you know, Salah's like, you know the thing with Sal, he's he's been playing for a while, so he's like thirty. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be like be, a, yeah, he's gonna be thirty-one. Thirty-one in his second year in the league, so I mean, you just can't you can't really ask more than I mean, he played twelve minutes a game. He only missed nine games this year, so you know if you say did he meet expectations? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he did. I think he's he's one of those guys to where you know some of them we say he they exceeded, some of them we say. Like Dwight Powell did not meet anything, and then like I feel like Salah's like right there in the middle. Like Salah like met the expectations. He didn't exceed it. He didn't go underneath it, but he did what we expected of him. Memorable moments: the Philadelphia game, the sixteen and seventeen game. Dwight, <laughs> not Dwight Powell. Salah measure it's sixteen points, seventeen rebounds. Man, that's the that's the Salah measure game. We'll always remember that. We'll tell our because, children about the Salah measure game. <laughs> tell our children. Yeah, you know, he's so fun to watch. He's one of he. I I love watching him play. Rick Carlisle does not wa- love watching him play half the time because <laughs> his facials and like his and the amount of times he yells at Salah on the court is awesome. But why I love Salah so much is he reminds me so much of like the nineties. He's one of the few players in the league that people just do not give. He does not give a crap who nope. you are. Nope. He will he will go at you. He will say whatever to you. He will put you on the floor. He'll try to dunk on you. He does not care, and that's why you've seen like half the league. It feels like just hates that guy. Like yeah. they hate they hate Salah. And I I talked to him after the Clippers game, and I actually put this in my notes here. I talked to him after the Clippers game because him and DeAndre shared some words. DeAndre tried tried to dunk on him. And he fouled him real hard. Like, he met him at the rim. You know, a play that we've seen DeAndre just, you know, murder people Brandon in the paint. Knight. Brandon Knight, RIP. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how Knight tore his ACL. He played pickup with DeAndre this year. No. This, um, no, I was just kidding. And But, like, Sal- with Salah, like, he challenged it. Like, Salah didn't care one bit. Nope. And after the game, I, I asked him, I was like, what was that little you know back and forth with you and DeAndre? And he said, this is Salah, quote, he talked, and I was like, I'll get you next time. And I was like, and DeAndre told him, I'll get you next time. And Salah said, I'll be there next time, too. <laughs> I started cracking up. I could see him say that. And then Salah, you know, he went on to say, he was like, you know, I'll talk, to, I'll talk to any player in the league. He said, sometimes I'll get dunked on. Sometimes I'll get the block. But most of the time, I'll get the block. And he just don't care, you know, like he doesn't, you know, if you get posted, you get posted, but you also can, you know, you're also going to protect the paint too. And I know this is like two years ago, but like when I think of Salah, I think of Oklahoma City, man. Yeah. When he pinned Durant's dunk on the backboard and then he swatted Westbrook, like I was like, that was just crazy. And it seemed like (laughs) they bring out like his best games in him and he keeps a list. He didn't meet the, he did admit this this past year. Kidding him about it if he kept the list on who he blocks, and he said absolutely. But uh, yeah, man, he's he's a character. Yeah, great guy to have around. Interesting locker room guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's 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 always joking. You know, he's from Tunisia, so he has this like accent and stuff. He so. spe- doesn't he speak like five languages? I don't know what he speaks. 
I just know he's like really he's really nice. He's really funny. We had the same pair of Kobe's and I wore them to like a media thing one time. He's like, "Oh, I have those shoes." <laughs> <laughs> and it's cuz I did see him actually wearing them in practice one day too, but uh yeah, he's he's a cool guy and he does his job. I mean, he does exactly what you ask for him. I think the only thing that frustrated him last year, and I grabbed this quote about DeAndre from a piece I did early in the season, is he was just fr- he was frustrated with his like inconsistency. And I had in- I did a one on one with him after he had got three games to where he didn't play a single minute, and it's because you know Dirk plays some backup five minutes, yeah. Dwight Powell got minutes, and he's just kind of the odd man out, and and he's the type of guy that he'll show it and he'll voice it, and he's just you know it's frustrating and. You don't blame him one bit. Yeah, so and he, I'm just—he's—he's he's at the the point now where he's he's playing for another contract, right? Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Literally, that's playing what, for his NBA life. And that's what, like, you know, when people were talking about potential Boston deals, like he, he would be serviceable in Boston. You know, they got Aaron Baines now, but like before they got Baines, if they made if we made some type of smaller deal, or if, or even if we made like a deal to get like Smart or somebody bigger. You know, Salah could be thrown into that deal and actually play really serviceable minutes for the Celtics. You know, a team that needs rim protection, and he's still super skinny, and he gets pushed around a lot and stuff too. And he makes a lot of dumb decisions, especially on the offensive side. But yeah, he'll catch he'll catch an oop and he'll swat a shot. So, and he's electric. You know, he gets the crowd pumped up completely. So if that's what you want, that's what you want in your backup five. So we'll take it. All right, yep. roll going forward, backup five, but he's going to be moved around a little bit because of Dwight Powell, because of Dirk playing five, but, you know, we'll see going forward. All right, the man, Dirk. We're going to have to try, like, try to do this in the most summed-down version possible. I'm going to give us ten minutes on the clock. How about that? Go that, for it. Because we can just go forever, and I don't want to just go forever, which some people yeah. might want us to go forever. And if we get en- if we get enough response, we'll do a second. We'll do going forward part two about Dirk. How about that? Yeah, you get enough. If, how about let's do that in the in the YouTube or not the YouTube? Good lord, we do that. <laughs> There's so many platforms. <laughs> let's do that in the uh, the iTunes reviews. If you guys review enough times saying we want more Dirk, just just that's what you put in the comment. Give us five stars and say we want more Dirk. Message us on ICQ and ICQ. No, let, Cyberdust. <laughs> Hyperdust. AOL Messenger. AIM. <laughs> Zanga. MySpace. <laughs> Get on my MySpace. Level. MySpace top eight. Top eight. I wonder if I wonder if Kyrie's in LeBron's top eight on MySpace right now. We should do a top eight Mavericks players. That's what we should do. That's another good like who's in your top eight for a rotation. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Um Dirk Nowitzki. Now now I'm gonna reset the, the, the minutes because <laughs> we just talked about nothing for a minute and a half. Okay. Did they meet expectations? Yes. <laughs> and then some. Just at this point, everything – Dirk is playing with house money. Anything you get from Dirk now is just incredible. It is going above and beyond anything we could expect going into his you know, his 19th season this past year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just look at – you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but there were some stats going around uh, this past year of, you know, players – in the league at 19 seasons not many. and what they're well like it you know it showed like a you know, showing charts and stuff of players in their 19th season what their stats looked like in that 19th season and then they show dirks and it's just like my god like how is this even like possible and you see somebody like paul pierce and i mean he he looks like he could legit be in a wheelchair and like he you know like he's not even oh you gotta bring up the wheelchair with paul pierce <laughs> remember that finals uh, what was that oh eight oh nine oh eight he he tried to be like the next willis reed or something no but like you know like dirk man he just keeps it he just keeps it going and you know at this point in his career like i feel like most people would say okay you know if the big fella lasts 19 seasons surely in that 19th season he's gonna be logging like 12 to 15 minutes a game six man you know a bench type of scoring but nah, I mean, like, he averaged 26 minutes a game this past year. And, you know, it's still going down some, but, like, he was the second leading scorer on the team. I mean, it's. <laughs> That's so yeah. dumb. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Hey, you're a 33 win, you know, team and stuff. But, 
But like, still, I mean, he's second lead scorer on the team behind Barnes, and that's just his consistency and his reliability on the offensive end. It's just, I mean, we, I you can't even like just really put it into words and to quantify like how much it means, really. All right, here's the. Let's just go through the 17 players that have played ninth that played a 19th season. Okay. Okay. And let's go in order of the season, like the what season it was. Kareem, Moses yeah. Malone, Robert Parrish, James Edwards. No, I'd never heard of him. John Stockton, Charles Oakley, Kevin Willis, Carl Malone, Shaq, Juwan Howard, Jason Kidd, The Ticket, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Paul Pierce, Vince Carter, and Dirk Nowitzki. Vince. In their in their fourteenth season, or in their fourteenth, in their nineteenth season. Kobe averaged 22, five points, five or five assists, five rebounds. That is a that was a chucker year for Kobe. But let me ask you this. But let me ask you this though. How old was Kobe in his 19th season? 36. Okay. So that's how old, it, how old was Dirk in his 19th? 38. Season? Yeah. So I mean, I know it's just two years of some people or three years, but like, still, I mean, that's still a big difference basketball wise. And Kobe only played 35 games that season. Hmm. That was part. Of, that was part of the Achilles season. Um, Sterk only played what, like fifty something this year. Fifty four, yeah. But still, that's a lot more. Yeah. Kareem played eighty games. Kareem's a, a machine, man. Kareem played eighty <laughs> games, uh, just about twenty nine minutes a game. Averaged fourteen and a half <laughs> points, six rebounds, uh, a block, and almost two assists. <laughs> that's like really similar to Dirk's line this year, I think. Yeah, yeah very similar. Uh, Dirk. Average, Dirk played, like you said, 26 and a half minutes, averaged 14 points, six and a half rebounds, about an assist and a half, and uh, less than one block. But yeah. and But Kareem shot 53% from the field, and Dirk shot 44%. So that's, mm. that's Kareem being the machine, man. Just crazy. That's Kareem shooting inside the paint, too. Yeah, and Dirk does that a lot, too, but he also, he'll step out. Dirk shot almost four threes a game. This yeah, season. I mean, I mean that's huge for your percentage and stuff. Those are the top three scorers in their fourteenth, in their nineteenth. I keep saying fourteenth in their nineteenth season. Carl Malone's next, then Stockton, then Shaq, then Tim Duncan, then Vince Carter, then Kevin Garnett, then Jason Kidd. That's top ten. Hmm. Hall of Famers, all of them. Oh yeah, I mean for sure Hall of Famers and. It's just crazy. I mean, you just see you see stuff like that, or like you know when you see, you know, you saw Kobe in his like last in his last year and stuff, and yeah. you know it was just kind of weird, and he was just chucking it, and you could tell he just you know whatever. Dirks is still playing at that, and it, it, you you have to give Dallas a lot of credit for this too. You know, they have this whole system in place from root from pregame routines to training to you know everything and. You know, with the, like the starting thing, you know, I always wondered, you know, what, like, why do we still start him? Yeah. And, you know, it was just talking to some people in the Mavs organization this past year and just hearing bits and pieces about like, it's all about, it's all about Dirk and getting him worked up, you know, getting him out there, letting him start. It's not about hearing his name, you know, it's not about like publicity stuff. It's about getting him on the floor at the very beginning, getting a couple minutes under his belt and you know, getting his blood flowing, getting everything going, because he's been doing all the pregame routines, and then you get him out of there, and you know, you, they, you know, they, he's been on this like minute thing for a while of taking him out at this certain time and yeah. putting him back in, and you know, so much of that stuff, and it's just Dallas's system with him for so long now, and they've just strategically built these minute restrictions and plans and all this stuff. It. It's crazy, and it's helped him prolong his career at a high rate too. And he'll admit that. I mean, he has admitted it before. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, it's all about that. And, and other guys, you know, Steve Nash has revitalized this whole eating right and doing, you know, having routines and napping and all this stuff. And it's it's changed a lot of guys' careers. I mean, LeBron's going to play forever <laughs> because of yeah, that. I mean, and Dirk was kind of one of those guys that started this whole movement towards that. You know. We and make, I remember we make fun I'm, of him because of the plate, but <laughs> yeah. But I like one thing that always sticks out to me is I remember Dirk saying in like media day or something he was talking about his diet and food. I remember him saying that he cut sugar out of his diet like eight years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, what the freak, man? Like, what on earth? That was 2009. Like, 
Yeah, like you haven't had sugar. I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot, you know, there's sugar naturally in fruit and different stuff, but like, as far as just like sugar stuff, like he just cut that out, and that's how dedicated he is to staying in in the shape that he's in. And hadn't he, didn't he say at some point during the season he hasn't drinking a beer in like a while? Yeah, until uh, the the thirty k night. Gosh, that was funny. Speaking of memorable moments, that was one of the more wild nights in yeah. our young career. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that was just you know we show up to shoot around that morning, and you know they got all the all the all the uh, shirts on the table, which I have my shirt like right here beside me. Nice. And uh, I made a point to get a shirt that night. I grabbed some people that I, I know, and I'm like, get me a shirt, please. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, Dirk didn't like that. You know, Dirk didn't Dirk didn't like the shirt thing. He shows up, and he talked about it after games. Like, you know, I te- he, him talking, he was like, I, I texted somebody. He said the person's name. He's like, you know, I texted her. I'm like, why, why are we doing these shirts? Like, that's just, it's going to look stupid if I don't hit it. You know, he was like he had, he had to score what eighteen twenty points going into yeah. that night. So I mean, that's that's no small feat for a guy that's averaging twenty six minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it you know so like he just didn't like that. And, you know, and it was built up so much, and you could just go, you could just already tell that you know Dallas is going to make try to make this happen as much as they could. But there was there was so much on the line though. I mean, how. Not really. How sad would it have been, you know, if Dirk comes out and misses like first like five shots and, you know, gets into like the third or fourth quarter and they're just like giving it to him and he's just like bricking or something like that. Like that would just been the worst situation. And here we ha- they handed out the shirts and it was just it would have been so bad. But it literally you couldn't write it better than how it like really happened. Unless they I mean, were unless they were playing like I don't know. If well, for like the title or something, you know. Like. Oh gosh, <laughs> now and then he did it. Then, unless they were playing, I don't know, like the Bucks or somebody, and Jet was there, you know, some something like that would have been an interesting wrinkle. But the Lakers was that was pretty nice. <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty nice to do it against them, you know. And just how he started the game, I mean, he just started, and it's played so much into you know. I just couldn't help to like smile, like you know, we're in the media, you know, all the media sitting together, and it's like there's a few times this past year. Do you know, like, as a media person, like, I don't, you know, it's kind of like just unwritten rules of you don't really, like, celebrate, you don't like any of this stuff, because... Yeah, you're know, trying to be impartial. Yeah, and, like, technically you're not, you know, supposed to be a fan, like, all this stuff. No, bull crap, man. Like, you know, if something's, <laughs> something big happens, like, there was a couple times this year, like, I stood up, and, like, I stood up. I might not have, like, hollered stuff, but I stood up and was like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, just out of, like, just awe and out of respect... And like that was one of those moments, man, when Dirk was hitting a couple of those threes, that first quarter to where he put up, you know, eighteen or sixteen or whatever it was, and it was just like, Oh my gosh. And it bespeaks so much to him that when the pressure's on, give him the ball. You know, he had regular season or not, he had a ton of pressure on him going into that game. Yes. And you know, Dirk just said, Just just let me get it over with. You know, like <laughs> Let let me make this happen real quick, and with all the pressure on him, he pulled it off. He made it happen, and it was just a storybook night from for everything and for everyone involved. Completely, it it was awesome. It it was amazing. Like you said, it couldn't have been scripted better. Uh, the shirts were funny. The the quotes and stuff. The amount of media that was in the press room was just amazing. Oh. There's no, there they have this little platform in the back of the press room. Uh, it's that room where you see the podium that says American Airlines Center on it, and then in the background is the that Mavericks backdrop that you see. And uh, it's actually a really small room. I was expecting it to be bigger when I got there, but the Cowboys room is is huge. Have you ever been, <laughs> you ever been to that one or seen it? Uh, yeah, that one is massive. But So I go there, and there's this little platform in the back. It's like this little stage, and that's where cameras set up so they can you know see over the, the crowd and people. And uh, it was it was full. <laughs> you just couldn't fit another camera on top of that. It was amazing. And usually there's only one or two cameras on there each night. There's like Fox Sports Southwest, D210 and then that's it. <laughs> you know, but yeah. that night but, there was but nothing beats the Tony Robo night. That no, I think No. I don't think I there think, was as many cameras there that No, night. I think Romo beat it. Just because you had all of football too. 
Do like, we have to do a going forward with Romo? Do we? Of course. <laughs> do going we? Forward. That's an no, August. I, that's an August topic for sure. Ain't no way. <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh, other memorable moments, and I think we're getting close to out of time. Yeah, we're way over. We. I knew we were gonna do this. Okay. Um, the potato. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the most random thing Just ever. Just how random and dumb, but how funny was it that he tweeted it out, that he found it, that somebody sent it to him. Uh, just hilarious. <laughs> so great. And Dirk becoming an old man on Twitter. and uh, like the, the He's, he, he owns it, man. Yeah, completely. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, memorable moments or uh, in person, I guess this kind of goes together as far as like what's he like in person, but... I don't know, just a couple smaller things that just stick out to me that mean that meant something to me. You know, there was a game to where Dallas got beat by like 20 points at, at home, and it was just a bloodbath. Mavericks are never in the game. We're in the locker room. It's super late at night. We're wait we're waiting on we we're, we're waiting to talk to Harrison. Yeah. And it's literally like we're one of the only few media left in the room, and there's like five or six of us. And you were there too, and it was literally like 11 or 11.30 at night. Like, it was just, it was getting super crazy late. And most of the players had already left. PR department was there. You know, we're all just kind of talking, waiting for Harrison. And Dirk's around the corner sitting with two me- media guys from Germany. Yeah. And it's just the fact that, like, and talking with Mavericks people, they're like, yeah, you know, when these, Ger- you know, when media comes in from Germany, you know, Dirk, Dirk tries his best to make it happen and do whatever for him. It's just like, Bro, you've been in the league nineteen years, and you just got you you know you just got beat by twenty. You know the season's not going well. You just maybe not. You just want to get home. It's eleven thirty at night, and he's over there talking to the media. You know, it's just like he doesn't have to do that. No, nope. he can tell him to come back tomorrow. He can do whatever, and he does not have to do any of that. And that's just it's stuff like that. You know, I went to uh, I try to go to the community outreach events as much as I can. Yeah. And earlier in the year, you know, one of the first ones was um, when they had Bogut. So they went to uh, this, like, kind of assisted living home. And so I went to that with the team and got to, you know, got to just cover that, walk around and walk around with the team. And they they walked around in pairs. You know, the team, the teammates walked around in pairs and went into each room and, you know, saw a bunch of the patients and just seeing their smiles and stuff. But, like, Dirk, man, he's just like Santa. Like, he's just the... (laughs) He just walks around. I forgot. I forgot who is paired with him. It might have been Devin Harris, but you know they're just walking around and just going. You know, each room, and he, he just walks in each time. And when he would look at the paper, he'd ask the, like the the nurse or the helper with him. He said, "Hey, you know, what's their name?" You know, and he'd get their name and he'd walk in knocking. Hey, you know, he know how goofy he is and everything, and he would say their name and how you doing, man? I'm so and just. And they were just like light up, and it's like, man, like, bro, you don't have to do that, and it's that's why, like, I don't know, almost like get chills talking about the dude because it's just you just don't see, you know, athletes just like him and stuff that goes beyond the court. He, I mean, there's several times where I'm leaving pretty late after everybody's done, and I see him in the hallway talking, you know, like introducing himself to two fans. And there was one time where it was these two fans from China. And uh, the guy put his hands over his over his cheeks like like the Home Alone kid, and was just like in awe that Dirk was standing in front of him. And it's just awesome to see stuff like that, you know. Like this guy's a living legend, and he takes his time, and he's he's the best, honestly. And going forward, he can start as long as he wants. He's gonna he's <laughs> gonna keep starting. Like you you said a couple pods ago that he's he's technically the five, and that Nerlens is technically gonna be the four. But you know he's going to be starting. <laughs> and I think part, I think part of it for the Mavericks definitely is the whole, you know, Sean Heath screaming Dirk at the beginning of the game and saying the big tall baller from the G and all that stuff. And, and that gets the lo- the loudest applause every single time, even during the, the Yogi mania stuff, even when Harrison Barnes was, was cooking, even when Seth Curry was, you know, was doing Curry things it Dirk is still the loudest and he'll have a statue. And I hope that it's this year. Wouldn't that be sick if he gets a statue while he's still playing? Oh, it would be the coolest thing ever. I mean, it's the most obvious statue. I mean, it's probably it probably is like the most obvious statue in in the history of the NBA. Yeah, because I don't think Kareem has one, does he? 
Because like yeah, Cream yeah, Cream Skyhook disc. would. Well, I'm just saying like the most obvious one towards the end of his career. Like even when you look at like MJ, you know, he at least went and played for the Wizards and you know, kind of just had a weird end of his career. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Kobe's going to get his, so that's going to be like obvious too, but like Shaq bounced around. You know, it's just a bunch of these guys. When I say the obvious, you know, he's a one more season, you know, actually two away from being the only player in NBA history to play 21 seasons with one franchise. So when I say like the most obvious, you know, statue at a place. I mean, you can make the argument. He's the most obvious statue guy that we've ever had and in you, the history. And you bring up Kobe, but they have all those. They literally have a garden of statues. <laughs> yeah. They have Shaq now. They have Kareem. They have Magic. They have Chick Hearn, who is the play-by-play announcer forever for them. Uh, just so many. So many well, Kobe has to get his, though. I mean. He will, but it's... It, it still is not as obvious as like as Dirk because Dirk is. <laughs> They're just going to start doing the their own their own set of like Hollywood stars around the arena. But they'll all be statues. They're eventually yeah. going to run out of real estate. And I think that's one <laughs> of the reasons why the uh, one of the reasons why the Clippers want to move out. <laughs> they just have no room and they have nobody you know that is worthy enough to <laughs> to be yeah. the statue. You know, like they might make a statue of Chris Paul. How stupid would that be? <laughs> so, all right. Going forward, he's the starter. He's the man. He's the Dirk. Guys, thanks yeah. so much for, for listening. Unless, did you have one more thing? No, I was just going to say, I mean, the only thing to look at going forward really with Dirk is, you know, he's going to he's gonna do what he wants to do. And it's just basically like how many, how many minutes is he going to play? You know, how, especially, it, you know, especially in a season to where – you know, we're not going to be the greatest. You know, how is he going to come out swinging playing as much as he could? Or, you know, they're really going to have a minute restriction this year. It's always a question. It was a, always a question at every media day. You know, what's, you know, is he going to have a minute restriction coming yeah. out? You know, yeah. what's it going to look like and all this stuff. And they'll bounce around, you know, they'll give us some bullcrap answer and stuff <laughs> like that. But, you know, how many minutes is he going to play? How much time will he split between the five and the four? Because still, even a lineup like you take Nerlens out and move Dirk to the five and Barnes to the four, and then you got West, Seth, and and Dennis. I mean, that's that's a fun lineup, and you're gonna see that lineup for sure. Because then anybody on the court can hit a three, so that's yeah. the ultimate spread, you know, spread lineup right there. And you just let. I mean, can you imagine that lineup right there and say Dennis go to work? I can. <laughs> I, mean, I can and, you, and will. You, you got four guys all around the perimeter that can that can drain a three, and Dennis is just going ISO and just all right. Whoever helps off, just kick it out. So you're going to see that lineup, especially with Nerlens off the floor, some. And it's going to be great, and we're going to continue, and it's going to it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be actually hopeful and exciting. Mavs basketball back. I'm excited. I actually was on a uh, a podcast. My friend, my friend Mark, he is at Mark NBA fan. He's a, a Japanese NBA media person. He covers the NBA from Japan, and so he has this podcast. And I was on it today. I think it's called Mark Tonight. And uh, we talked to. He asked me like, "What are you looking forward to with the Mavericks? Are they going to be better?" And I said, "They definitely have more talent, but I'm not sure their record is going to be better because of how bad, uh, how like crazy in the West is going to be. But they're definitely more watchable." You know, if anything, the Mavericks have become more watchable. And there's going to be actual, like, casual NBA fans that will tune into Mavericks games. Yeah, for sure. And whatever you do when you make podcast uh, appearances like that, don't make, like, hardcore predictions. Because last year, last year I was on NBA Maths podcast talking about Mavericks stuff from the guys with Bleacher Report. <laughs> and they asked me if Dallas is going to make the playoffs. And I said, absolutely. We're going to get Seth Curry versus Steph Curry in the first round of the playoffs. And, like, I went on this big rant, and then, of course, you know, we got the ninth pick in the draft, and I look stupid. <laughs> hey, shooters shoot their shot, man. Just got to go with it. You got to roll with it, even if you look stupid. Got to roll with it. And we will keep rolling here on the Locked On Maps. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Continue to uh, subscribe on iTunes. It'll go straight to your feed. And uh, comment in iTunes. Rate five stars. Comment. If you want more Dirk, we will do another Let's say I'm gonna. We'll do another going forward about Dirk if we get five five more reviews that say we want more Dirk. How about that? That sounds good. Do that. If we get five more, we'll do it. As soon as we get five that say we want more Dirk as the title, we will we will give it to you. So 
Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Follow me at Nick Van Exit. Follow Isaac at Isaac Harris NBA. Uh, What'd you just, write? What'd you write last? What did I write last? Was the uh, oh my gosh the uh, oh man your punching piece the the punching piece the 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 former owner of of JJ Barea's Puerto Rican team. It was not as much of a, a written story as it was a report, but uh, yeah, yeah, but you have go, video of it. Yeah, Nick go, talked about it on the pod yesterday, yeah. so. He talked about it on the pod. You got to see the video. So go to his piece. He has the video on that and see the wraparound hook from the owner. <laughs> around JJ Barea. <laughs> around, around Barea's head. So, yeah, go check that out. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I came out with a, a thing. Uh, I guess it was, was yesterday morning. And uh, I kind of just like took it as like a lawyer point of view. Hey, I'm going to argue both sides of the spectrum of and something me and Nick might do on the pod. I don't know. Um, dealing with Kyrie Irving, saying, "Hey, if the opportunity is presented, if Cleveland called and said, we'll take, you know, we'll trade you Kyrie Irving for basically Dennis Smith Jr., what would Dallas do?" So I, I wrote a whole piece arguing you should do it and why you should do it if you're Dallas, and then I wrote a whole another article from the same from a viewpoint saying why you shouldn't do it. So I argued both sides. It was kind of difficult to like put one hat on and write, <laughs> sit down at my computer for like 30 minutes and, and then put the other one. Yeah, and then put it on again, you know, put on a different one and like go completely the opposite direction. But if you are kind of back and forth, because I have seen fans, I've seen some fans saying, man, like, why would we ever trade Dennis Smith Jr.? Look, he can jump out of the gym. Like, this is crazy. I'm all aboard the hype. And then there's also the fans too saying, what? You wouldn't trade a rookie? Because if you if you told me right before the draft, I'll give you the ninth overall pick for Kyrie Irving, you would be, everybody would say, give him the ninth pick, would they not? <laughs> right, exactly. And now, so now if we if if people stand by the, it's just summer league. Now you're saying six games of just summer league. Now everybody's saying no, absolutely not. You're crazy. Like that's insane. So six games of summer league. People are saying. So anyway. It's that those those opposite ends of the spectrum that you could read both pieces and say, okay, I don't. Where would I stand on the on the issue? So, so check get, it out. There you go. Good stuff. Double pieces. Double pieces from Isaac. So check that out. Continue to be checking out Mavs Moneyball and uh, the Smoking Cuban. Got good stuff going up every single day. And keep checking back here, guys. Thanks so much. Peace out. Boom. place with the helpful hardware folks it's ace's biggest led light bulb sale of the year right now buy one get one free on our best-selling led light bulbs our four pack of led bulbs is 9.99 and our two pack of led floodlights is only 12.99 buy one get one free there's no limit on how much you can save so stock up now hurry in buy one get one free on long-lasting 10-year led bulbs now through monday only at your neighborhood ace see participating stores for details